Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and hands-on learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. My name is Sylvan, and I will be your host. Sophia, a very warm welcome to the Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Yeah, thank you. It's a really pleasure to to be with you today. So you are the CEO and co-founder of Caresuma, a company that makes ultrasound measurements simple to monitor soft tissue injuries. That sounds like a very interesting but also complex technology. So I wonder what motivated you to actually start your own company. Well, first and foremost, um, I think I had I have this deep desire to create and build uh, something that uh, could actually have an impact on society. Um, but it was also that um, I've talked to several people um, and about my ideas, um, and uh, they were saying, "Well, wow, this is uh, something I would never dare to do." And I realized, okay, if uh, everyone thinks that it's hard, I mean, if you think of a medtech company and hardware. Hardware is hard and uh, medtech is highly regulated. So this means you have a, a huge bunch of problems and there are a lot of reasons not to go in this direction. Uh, but I felt if no one does it, um, then what is left <laughs> in our society? How can we improve on healthcare? Um, and I want to be part of a good healthcare system where I, I can live long and healthy uh, as long as possible. And um, then someone has to do it. And this kind of motivated me to say, well, um, I have to do it. <laughs> so that's impressive. So if you face a challenge, that is extra motivation for you. Yes. That's great to hear. <laughs> that's true. I love challenges. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Can you talk maybe a bit more about the problem that you actually solve with Caresuma? Yeah, of course. So if you look at the federal statistics, um, you see that soft tissue problems, so soft tissue means everything that has to do with uh, movement. So your muscles, tendons, ligaments, fascia, fat, anything that has to do with moving your body, uh, those um, problems are responsible for the highest direct healthcare cost which means the treatment costs, and the indirect costs, which means salary losses and work absences. So it's actually a huge problem. Um, and the reason is that it takes really long uh, to heal. Because if you have a like a bone fracture, well, um, it can actually heal pretty quickly. But if you have something with your muscles or tendons, it takes years sometimes. And uh, it, some people actually develop chronic pains. Um, and it's a big issue to, um, to really heal those problems. So, um, we've seen that this effect is even more pronounced and actually pretty highly pronounced in professional athletes. And every day over third, uh, 3000 athletes get injured in Europe alone. So, um, yeah, there are estimates that uh, 40% of these injuries could actually be avoided if they were monitored properly. But now you face the challenge of how do you monitor? There are big three medical technologies. There is an MRI, uh, which is um, expensive. You have large overhead costs. Um, each me measurement takes a long time. Uh, then you have a CT, but the CT has X-rays. And then you have ultrasound. 
But ultrasound has its own challenges because uh, so far the images in ultrasound are in 2D, so they are hard to interpret. And also taking the measurement takes really a skilled um, person. So uh, you need to learn um, over years of experience how uh, to find the right angle, um, the right pressure, and um, the image also heavily depends on the position of the patient. So you never get to the position where you can actually compare images and from one day to the next and see an evolution, monitor, um, monitor soft tissue, even though you can really see uh, a lot of extremely good details in ultrasound. And yeah, this is what we want to change. Um, yeah, make it easy to, um, to take the ultrasound measurements. So actually, um, create a 3D volume instead of having 2D images. Uh, let the measurement be taken automatically at always the same pressure, angle, um, and, um, fix the, the position of the patient to always, uh, the same way so that the images are standardized. That sounds great. I saw a video on your website. Um, so this is really like a machine that then does the, sort of the scanning for you. Exactly. How you actually then deliver and make sure that you get the same position and so on for everybody. Exactly. That's exactly how it works. Yes. <laughs> awesome. And you also mentioned that athletes are your users at the moment. Is this the main focus that you have right now? Or are there already other people using your your product your services at the moment yeah so our um our users are actually the healthcare professionals so those that um interpret those images and um this is our focus which means on the one hand doctors of course um but also on the other hand um physiotherapists um or also personal trainers because as it turns out you can actually use ultrasound to optimize the training um, we're in contact with uh, several organizations that go in this direction. And uh, this is highly interesting what you can do with ultrasound. I'm uh, excited to see that in, in the fitness market one day, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> so let's also talk a bit about your team. What experience does your team bring to the table? Yeah. So we're three co-founders. Um, one of my co-founders is Jana Maas. Um, she is very entrepreneurial of spirit. Um, when she was younger, she started her flying massage business and then studied osteopathy, um, is yeah, um, experienced in different countries, has seen over 10,000 patients, knows exactly what the problems are in, um, with soft tissues. And uh, then we have uh, our other co-founder, Jinish Kalunkatreel, uh, um, who has 19 years of R&D experience um, and yeah, um, knows really the ins and outs of all um, hardware and software issues. And then there's uh, myself. I started out as a, a quantum field uh, physicist, uh, doing a lot of programming, algorithm development, AI, and um, yeah, published uh, 34 research papers. Um, and then we have Luca, uh, who is our freelancer, who helps us on the mechanical side. Great. Sounds like a cool team. Yeah, well, it's kind of fun, yeah. <laughs> Do you also hold any patents uh, with your business? Because you are also active in this hardware part. Absolutely. Uh, we filed two patents and... Um, 
the um, with the European Patent uh, Office, and um, the patents are currently under review. So we're waiting for the reply, and um, yeah, it's um, yeah. Ongoing. Ongoing. Yeah, they are filed. And this is kind of the most important thing because um, you have the priority date, um, which is fixed. Uh, but um, yeah, you have those waiting times where uh, you have to wait up to nine months, um, at least nine months uh, until you get a reply from the patent office. Let's also talk about some milestones that you have recently achieved. Can you tell us uh, a few of those? Yeah, sure. Um, so we've solved a major technical challenge. Uh, and with this, we could finish our um, MVP, could start really um, letting doctors, physiotherapists, um, athletes and video, uh, fitness studio owners uh, try out our technology. Um, apart from that, we've raised 270,000 Swiss francs from investors um, and yeah, what else? Um, and we've, yeah, uh, now have, um, so for a long time, I was the only one being full-time employed. And now we're 2.5 uh, FTEs, uh, which is uh, incredible. Yeah, makes an incredible difference. Yeah, I, I think uh, that has a huge influence on the speed of execution, yeah, I absolutely. guess. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, you said that ultrasound technology per se is not something new. So I assume that there are also indirect or maybe even direct competitors that you face. Can you talk a bit more about the competitive landscape on the market side? Yeah, of course. Um, so on the ultrasound side, there are some companies that also provide um, reproducible ultrasound volumes. Um, in particular, there are two big robots um, that are, of course, uh, high in maintenance and, and expensive. Um, and those focus on, um, on having reproducible images for the breast. So for breast cancer detection. Um, then there are, um, 3D, um, ultrasound companies, um, that, uh, have a specific, uh, application domain either, um, for, uh, like the tendons, um, for only the, um, so, sorry, it's the Achilles tendon. Uh, in particular, um, or um, they focus on rather the um, the cardiac uh, domain. Then um, there is the DEXA scanner, uh, which is used actually for monitoring in the sports domain. The problem with the DEXA scanner is that it uh, uses x-rays. So if you want to put um, a person under the x-ray every day, um, well, you get uh, exposed to this ionizing radiation. And this is, um, yeah, of course, not um, not so nice. But those are the, the different, uh, yeah, um, competitors around. And, and how do you then differentiate yourself? I, I think that you have a special combination of the different areas that you just mentioned, but maybe you can just quickly tell us What's your USP or positioning is uh, against the other uh, solutions in the market? Yeah, so one thing is that we provide standardized images for the whole body, um, not just part of the body. Um, we allow for, well, we allow for separating the measurement uh, 
and the interpretation. So the measurement can be in one place. The measurement can even be taken by an athlete. And the interpretation uh, can then be done by a healthcare professional who is remote, who is not in the same spot as, um, as the athletes. Um, this is often very interesting because the athletes are usually in, um, in their training facilities, while the doctors may not. Um, and yeah, so the standardization and, um, and having this remote, uh, the possibility of, of taking remote measurements. So, you know, building a company is a difficult thing to do, uh, also a hard thing to do. So I'm sure that you also faced some challenges along the way to where you've gotten right now. Can you talk about the toughest challenge that you had to overcome with your company? Yeah, I think um, the toughest challenge so far was to uh, to really getting to the product market fit, um, taking a lot of interviews, um, hearing from a lot of people, well, this is not interesting, or um, or hearing it is interesting, but then you find out, well, if uh, if you ask more and more and more, then they're more honest and say, well, okay, maybe I wouldn't pay anything for this. Um, so getting really the um the right product market fit is a big challenge and um yeah and uh took us uh really uh, some time so would you say that you already solved this challenge now because if so i would be super curious to hear more about how you did that yeah i think um one important uh, thing is to really ask for how much you would pay for it because then people really start to think well would i pay for this is it actually really interesting for me um so this was one thing and um and after all also asking the questions in a way um that you give the other person the opportunity to really say no and and this is and making clear that it's not a problem to say that this is not interesting um asking details about why it's interesting to really um to really get deep into understanding what the issue is and or whether they just want to be nice and I do feel that we're, um, that we're, yeah, we do have a product market fit. I also think that, or my experience is that, um, that in the beginning, everything is pretty volatile. And the, the more progress uh, we're making, the less volatile things are. Uh, but we still need to focus because there's so many opportunities with our system. And you could go to rheumatology, you could go to neurology, you could go to emergency care. Uh, there are really a lot of opportunities there, but we need to focus. Um, and this is one thing that comes back and back um, again, that we need to focus, focus, focus more. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise you, you try to build up three startups at the same time Absolutely. if you go after three different clients. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that's a great learning and also takeaway to really have this focus on one market, one client at first to uh, yeah tackle that one. So currently you're also fundraising. Um, how much money are you looking for and what will the funds be used for? Yeah. So we're looking for um, 800,000 Swiss francs more um, to get a safe, marketable product. 
and commercialize it actually in the non-diagnostic domain as a non-medical device. So really focusing in the beginning on training optimization um, in the non-diagnostic um, domain and then gradually going towards the diagnostic uh, domain. But this non-diagnostic domain is actually really interesting. And uh, the, more, um, the more we learn about what opportunities you have with ultrasound, the more um, exciting this, um, this also, um, yeah, the more the excitement show, shows up what, uh, what possibilities you have there. And there are actually people already um, uh, who use ultrasound actually for training optimization. So, um, yeah. So I think once you have uh, the team winning the championship, no matter in what sport, uh, using this technology, suddenly everybody wants to use it, I could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then at the same time, you can, you can, yeah. I mean, the athletes, they're really, um, they really use their body, right? They, they give it for our benefit. Uh, we cheer them on and, and they really, uh, use their body intensively. So I think it's, it's also a tribute to, to the athletes that, uh, I hope that they, um, yeah, really get the, the best possibilities and, and yeah, uh, in having sustainable, uh, training growth um, uh, of, yeah, of their performance as well. So to sort of finish off this episode, I prepared three rapid fire questions for you. <laughs> the first one is, what was your summer job as a teenager? Um, well, I, I programmed and designed web pages for family and friends. Does it count? <laughs> of course, yeah. I think that's a pretty good job. <laughs> what are you most proud of in your life? I think that I really had the the courage to um, to start from scratch because I had this nice career going, and uh, and people in my field knew me, and um, and it was um, yeah, it was almost a bit easy, and um, and really starting from zero again. Um, I think I'm I'm really proud that I followed through with this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's an impressive move to take. Yeah, it's and a really good move one, as well. Yeah. The last one for you today, what's a surprising fact that people don't know about you? I love my bike. <laughs> if I have the chance to to go by bike anywhere, I, I take it. And uh, for example, yesterday it was uh, raining heavily and um, I, I took my... Um, um, my jacket, but I didn't have a, a, a trouser for a rain uh, trouser. So my trousers were soaked in water, <laughs> but it was so nice to feel the wind and, um, and have the fresh air. And yeah. No matter what the weather is, if you can take the bike, you take it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I love to take the bike. <laughs> cool. So, Sophia, that was a lot of fun. Thank you very much for telling your story and the insights. Yeah. And we wish you and your company all the best for the future and hope that you uh, can get the 800K in fundraising close as soon as possible. Thank you. Yeah, that would be really awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. Before we wrap everything up and give you a sneak peek about our next episode, we would like to thank our sponsor, SBB Startup. 
the Swiss Railways launched their own startup program. So no matter if you're already an established company or just have an idea, they are eager to hear from you if you think that your company or your idea is a good fit to the Swiss Railways. You can get in touch with them at sbbstartup.com and they will support you with internal connections, with coaching, and also are very interested in launching a pilot project with you. So if you think that your product or your idea or your company have the potential to collaborate with the Swiss Railways, get in touch with them at sbbstartup.com. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the content, we would be thrilled to receive your rating on Apple Podcasts. That way you not only support Swisspreneur, but also help other entrepreneurs discovering the show and finding more valuable information on how to run their businesses. Next week, we will already be back with an all new episode of the Swisspreneur Show. So we hope to see you again then for a new episode.